0: Thirty ninety seven seconds. Bays Boys podcast that's coming us. to you live. That's us in the house. That's us. Tyler, I don't know my co-host. How do we do it?
1: Do what? How do we come on here and just be the most epic fucking host we can be every week?
0: Because we're amazing. Well, so, Joe the word. Skelly hosting today's show. If that's the word. Well, we're gonna start off that way. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it. Uh so I came across a meme and I thought it was really funny. Uh-oh. Yeah, and do I want to show do memes? it to you. I want to show it to you. It's amazing. Are actually. we are we old cuz we still do memes? No, uh, I don't know. Okay. We might be. All right. Anyway, it said uh, I'm new. Dennis Nerdy okay. from Jurassic Park. Okay. You know who he was? He was the guy with the glasses that tried to steal the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, and leave yeah. the park. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, the postman.
0: Was secretly cosplaying all the characters from Goonies. There's the picture. Get the the fuck fuck out out of here. And maybe that's an Easter egg that nobody fucking realized in that movie. Oh, it is. Dude, dude, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt like Chunk. It is. Right? He looks like, uh, yeah, dude, it's 100%. He's (laughs) cosplaying all the characters out of... uh, out of Goonies, which is also one of the greatest movies ever made, by the way. I'm not going to argue with yeah. you about that. So I'm going to bring you back around to something that's going to make you uncomfortable. Uh-oh. Have you ever heard of a book called the Giga Codex? Fuck. Or the Codex Giga? No. What is it? Tell me. So allegedly. no. Back in the day, there was a monk.
1: Ooh, chair creeks.
0: Right? Okay. In a monastery who was supposedly practicing the dark arts and they, the church was going to sentence him to death unless he came forward Okay. with all this information. A monk with the church. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that kind of monk. I was thinking. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. And so he wrote, he was in a cell, and they said, you got to write it all down and show us what it is, or we're going to put you to death. And in 24 hours flat, allegedly he wrote a book called The Codex Giga.
1: This is the one that he wrote in his own blood, too, or that something? That he wrote in his own yeah, blood. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, right? Okay.
0: The book weighs over 65 pounds. Right. right. And allegedly he wrote it with his own blood, with the help of the devil. And he wrote it in 24 hours flat. And it's this massive book that covers all.
1: So I have this written down as a point to talk about. I think I saw the same thing you did maybe. Did you see the picture of the book? Yes. It's it huge, right? huge. It looks like a Bible though. Dude, it's massive. Right. So we did see it. Yeah. And I was going to ask you if you saw that.
0: Yeah, and they, they said that if he were to really write this book, it would have taken him, like, 30 years to write this book. Right, and he finished it in... 24 hours. No fucking way. That's that's the story. What do you think? I don't know. There's there's a lot of weird shit in this world that we can't explain or we don't understand. But why would there be such a prevalent story about this thing that he did it in 24 hours? And everybody's dead... You, everywhere you look, uh, it says 24 hours.
1: It... It... it I... <sighs> I don't know, maybe it's it's the, the book is on
0: display someplace.
1: The book does exist.
0: It does exist, and right. you can go see it and they'll and it's on display. And it right. has like pictures of demons and devils and, and it has ceremonies and everything all written out. Right. All right. Well. It had to come from someplace. Yeah. I mean, the My guy didn't just me. invent all of this shit, right? Where did all this information I mean, come even from? if we're just talking about the
1: knowledge, even if it didn't take twenty four hours, that's still a crazy amount of content.
0: Oh, fuck it. yeah.
1: Uh, that he put that's out way, that's uh,
0: And I hate to admit it, that's more content than we did in our first year.
1: Well, you know what? Even
0: the, though we beat 98% of the other content creators on the platform the, with the, content creation. The devil's not that interesting to us, though. Yeah. That's why.
1: <laughs> like, we acknowledge his existence. Yeah. We know he's powerful. Yeah. But we don't fuck with him. No. Right. So that's why. Don't poke that th- fucking bear. I think that's why.
0: Don't poke that fucking bear. Yeah, he
1: won't have to eat your face. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I want to stay for as long as possible.
0: All right, I'm not All upset right, so, with. That.
1: Yeah, I All leave right. the devil alone, right there.
0: So those were the that's, two two uh, quick little blurbs I wanted to scary. bring up before you do- delved into what you want to talk about.
1: Let's today. delve into it, ladies and gentlemen. The Bay's Boys Podcast has multiple announcements of which we will not be making today. Tonight's guest is a special one. <laughs> you, you might know him as Joe Skelly. Oh, me. Today. I'm the special guest today? Today, though, you will know him as Joe Skelly, Skelly in the streets.
0: Oh, oh my. All oh, right.
1: my. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, Joe Skelly, let's lay our chips on the table. We all know you've been accused of certain things in the past.
0: I've been accused of a lot of things. Yeah, we're not going to go
1: all over all of it, guy, just the two that I'm accusing you of. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, these two that I'm accusing you of. Out of the list. All right. Number one, you being a dirty fucking punk.
0: I will wholeheartedly accept that.
1: Yeah. Oh, we have proof now. (laughs) Number two. Oh, shit. What was number two? Oh, look, look, it failed already. Hold on. Son of a bitch. I've had this planned all week. (laughs) What, what the I fuck like, just happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. It slipped right over my head. It's your fault that fucking vegans exist. All right, let's move on. So those are the two accusations on the table. And We're about to go through the evidence that I've been collecting. Oh, please bring on the evidence. Joe Skelly, would you say that upon meeting each other, we've had some of the same experiences, small ones? Yes. In the concert world. Yes. Slightly. Slightly. Of varying degrees. Would you agree also that the culture that I've been exposed to was legacy of your culture? That would probably be
0: a fair statement. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 What you guys don't know about Joe Skelly is that Joe Skelly is a world-famous promoter. I wouldn't say world famous. Oh, it's world famous. (laughs) That's a pretty broad statement. Listen, guy. When LeBron James is world famous, he still has a towel kid somewhere. If that towel kid wasn't mopping up the, whatever he does, LeBron wouldn't be there. So he's connected. Now, nobody knows that kid's name, but he's still part of the team. So, world famous promoter. For a famous Cleveland punk band by the name of Tell 'em, you heathen.
0: No, this is you want to interview me? You
1: tell I him. will tell them the Brazen Rogues. <laughs> Dude, we really need a soundtrack guy. Yes. This would be cooler if we had a soundtrack guy. Okay. Or if 90s soundtracks were still cool, it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I need like a soundboard so I can make funny noises happen. I just I don't, I, yeah yeah yeah. I don't want to. I say that I want those dumb things, but I don't. You don't. Anyways, so punk culture guy. Wow. Now, for everyone to understand my angle, we're gonna have to delve into this again. I hate fucking talking about this, but let's do it again. Punkers. All right. Man, I fucking hate punkers. Why do you hate punkers? All right, and we're gonna go. There's over that. varying degrees. Go, there There's is, varying degrees there of punk is, rockers, but. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Everyone on this show knows that you guys think I'm from the West Coast, Best Coast, whatever. You are. Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: think I, I know. Mean,
1: yeah, I was raised there a little bit. But <laughs> as the joke always says, like I always say, I'm a spectator, not a uh an agitator, so to speak. So I spent a lot Did of time. Did you just say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, right.
0: If I, had, to, if I right. had that big lie button, I would push it right fucking now. But all right, let's go. Right. Let's go. So,
1: growing up in Orange County, as a young teenager in the 90s, you would say that most punk was already, like, laid groundwork. I miss the 90s, bro. Ne- okay, who, who's the most famous punk band in the 90s?
0: There were a lot of them. Name them. Right? Social D was out there. Okay. the streets right okay uh blank didn't come until later um, okay
1: so it's very interesting that you add blink in there but let's continue good <laughs> this is why i like I mean, this is I exactly what's going sex pistols we, had already passed right right those were like the historics
0: right you can't people say how, how the about clash group, is how punk, about but they're not really punk how right?
1: about oh that's an interesting line so that's interesting how about green day
0: green day in its earliest iterations was around mm-hmm. right mean, you know, everybody thinks that their big album was gr- gr- uh, what is it—the one with like the mushroom cloud. The mushroom cloud, yeah, 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 But yeah. it's not. There's that like wasn't a, their first album, right? There's mean. like two more or something before yeah, or two that. Yeah, there were three or before shit. that, right? Right. Um, but you have to understand that The '90s punk was kind of fading out, right? Right. There were pockets, exactly. Of punk. There exactly. were pockets of punk okay. rock, right?
1: Good. So I'm not crazy, crazy.
0: Op Ivy, you know Lars Friedrichsen in the ba- before he was with the Bastards, you know. And, and all the stuff he had done. I mean, okay. there there was a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, out there. this, Bouncing this, souls. Was, I mean, this is on. what
1: I love. Okay. So growing up in Orange County, like again, you know, it was in Long Beach for a little bit. Then I went to Orange County and Orange County was a really nice place. A lot of different cultures, a lot of, um, I mean, Orange County is like, you know, the first place I ever saw my first greaser you know rockabilly head was out there right you know he was you know cuff jeans t-shirts fucking pompadour and was driving like a 55 fucking something you know and i was just blown away see this guy driving down the road i was like dude you're like a calendar like i saw you in a movie homie you know next to elvis right, right 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 so and then and then growing up in in out there uh there were punks
0: I mean, you Everywhere. Had the, I mean, you had the Misfits. See, now but the, the misfits, misfits started in the and 70s. We're gonna, and
1: we're going to get onto that, too, because I, I definitely And they went through all that. their
0: iterations, right?
1: Yeah, Misfits have had 90 members. Right. They're cra- that's Well, maybe crazy... not 90 members,
0: but, you know, Dude, Glenn, was, Glenn was no longer a part of the Misfits at this right. point in time. You it's a
1: lot. Like, right. Jerry Only, I think, is the only original member, right? Right. right Something right like now. that? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let's go back. So I'm in the 90s. I'm hanging out as a kid, and, you know, every kid has his... Rollins. Rollins. Re- the... <laughs>
0: right black flag i
1: love him i love black him. flag had already black you know started, yep. had
0: already faded out and rollins had gone solo all right
1: in the 90s really yeah wow okay okay so i'm so i'm there i'm in the 90s i'm a young kid and i'm meeting people and they're and i'm meeting people in all the different cities and i meet different kinds of punkers you know now seeing like dude we're talking like the hardcore i, I can, i'm gonna try to describe these guys to you you tell me what these guys are like these dudes had like the tight black pants, the high docks, the colored liberty spikes everywhere—punk rockers, just hardcore punk rockers. That's right. what those are,
0: right? Spikes on their jackets, or right. they, they took off the tops of the lighters and they crimped them around the edges of the yep. their leather jacket. All
1: right? of it, right? Uh, safety pins out the yin yang. If right. you needed to sew something together, these but they weren't fashion punks. Okay, so yeah, so okay, so what's a fashion punk?
0: See, today's I mean, in, in the in the in the mid two thousands, right. You had right. the fashion punks, right? Okay. And what they were trying to do was copy what the original punk rockers were doing, right? But they were buying all their shit from fucking hot topic, right? They were buying oh, their like guys. their plaid pants with 9,000 safety pins in them no, and all that yeah, other shit, no. right? No, no, no. Uh,
1: I can't handle those. You know, guys. they
0: were they were going to anti-flag concerts and shit. You know, and I I used to Get, these kids used to fucking piss me off because they were like, fuck this country, fuck this, fuck that. They weren't anti-establishment. They were anti-fucking this country, right? Right. But then the motherfuckers would get back and their their soccer moms would pick them up in their soccer vans, right? Right. And they'd get into the soccer van with all their fucking shit that they got at Hot Topic, right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, k- kid. You know why punkers wore fucking safety pins? It was to hold their fucking clothes together. Right. Because they were all dirt fucking poor.
1: Not because they paid $80 for a pair of jeans and then slapped some pins on them.
0: Or no, the, or the jeans came with them.
1: <laughs> okay. Yep.
0: Or they're that plaid, I or they're plaid pegged. You know, we used to peg pants, right? Right. You know, they have skinny jeans now. Kids used to do that themselves. They would split the seams and then re-sew them so that they would be tighter and they'd be like, what we would call skinny jeans now, but they would right. be like plaid skinny pants, right? Or whatever. They call them pegging the pants, right? Huh?
1: I never heard of that either. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm from the generation of skinny jeans. so I don't know. It's my fault somehow that skinny jeans appeared.
0: Yeah. There's a total difference between the fashion punks and, and what the real punk rock. That's kids.
1: it. That's interesting
0: because the real punk so- rock kids were, were dirt poor, right? So then that's my point. A lot of them lived on the
1: fucking streets. So the mega beast, I used, the mega beast asked me one time, she said, why do you dislike punk so much? I said, listen, when you're from where, from where I'm from, you're number one, there's a cool crowd always, you know, they've got everything. They've got dirt bikes, riches, whatever goes all the way to the top. Right. And I've seen them all. Like I've been to school with the kids who had the yachts and I've been to the school with the kids who had one bedroom for the whole fucking house. Right so when i looked at punks to me first of all it was a crazy style like you see a punk rocker walking down the road you know you, it. you're double taken oh yeah you're, you're like yo what the fuck and then the fur and then the flag. So me, you know, me growing up there, I'd see them all the time. And and then of course I'd see the same fucking flags everywhere. And that's a part that I was curious about is like these guys what, are the wearing
0: anarchy shit. Oh,
1: the the GB yeah. Well, the anarchy, I forgot about that. The anarchy, but but the G uh, what is it? were me and uh me and Tommy Skelly were talking about GBH. Is that the band? What's that band called? GBR, GBH. It's just initials. Uh, they're a popular yeah. famous one, I don't remember. But uh we were talking about one of them, the Addicts. Right, uh, of course. Black the Attics
0: f- are still playing it. Let me tell you, they put on a fucking amazing oh, show. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, we're it, dude. That if they too. come
0: back, we are absolutely going to see the Attics, dude, because that show is awesome.
1: Yeah, and and so for me, growing up, I'm looking at this culture, and I see these guys, and I see these people, and I'm like, wow, look at that guy's shirt. I don't know what band that is, but it looks like they took that with a shitty Polaroid and printed it on this shirt and sold it. You know, wow, that's this culture, this
0: fucking hardline
1: culture. But, but, I,
0: but here's the question. I mean, let's be, so punk rock started in England. Right. And then oh, moved yeah. to the U.S., right? Yeah, and they've and, got. And everybody forgets about CBGBs in New York, which was like the launch pad for all of these underground punk bands. Right. To get famous in this fucking country, right? And because... of course
1: it makes sense in the bigger cities. But you guys up in Cleveland have had a scene going on for a while, too. And you guys have produced Well, the a scene lot.
0: has its ebbs and flows, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Like. Definite. You're not wrong about that, bro. Like, punk
0: rock would die out, and all of a sudden, it would come back, like, three years later, and then it'd be strong for five years, and then it would die out again, you know, because some other music fad would come in, right? Like, hardcore But hardcore is also this town's also been huge with hardcore, like New York hardcore. So like bands like the Gorilla Biscuits and fucking all these other fucking crazy bands.
1: Right. Oh yeah. That's 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 where I laugh because again, growing up, I saw all these punks and I'd go hang out with them. And that's, you know, when the Mega Beast asked, why didn't you like these guys? Said, Well, listen, I'd go hang out with these punkers. They would tell me about how they were so anarchy, this, that, or the other. And then, like you said, they would go home to their Orange County five bedroom house. And I'm like, homie your punk smells like I'm mad at my dad. Right. And that to me was confusing.
0: But see, I, th- that wasn't really a thing here. Right. Right. Well, those and, fashion punks didn't come along until much later. Right. Well, yeah. The because
1: 90s, you guys, but, right.
0: Because dude, so bro, we, in the, in the early nineties to mid nineties here, the punk rockers were punk rockers, right? Right. They they had squats. So
1: let's. So let me. I should have started over. I had an idea, and I was going to play this kind of funny, but we kind of mel- melded right into it. So here we are with this fucking scene, and and uh, f- for you, or for me, it's the fashion punks. For me, it's the fashion punks, and for me, it was rough because I liked my bands, and I was like, dude, if I really like your band, that's dope. But if you're just wearing this shit, because You want to throw some fucking flag up about some band you don't care about? That's weird to me, right? And especially if you were a punker, right? Because you're like, dude, you really are like promoting this. Like, how much do you like them? They're okay. My sister gave me this shirt. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But I wouldn't be having some dude on there with doing whatever he's doing on that shirt you know and again trying to do this so for me i guess that is fashion punk. yeah i can't handle that but
0: see, here's a weird saying i heard, i heard this not that long ago from somebody and they said the some of the most punk rock people i know wear three piece suits
1: that's true and i believe that
0: because they were I the hardcore 1,000% they were the hard drinking that. hard fighting right punk rock kids they went to fucking dirty punk rock shows right right uh,
1: So let's go into this question. What does this culture? Because again, you and I are of different generations, and, and I'll, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like my music, I do listen to metalcore. I listen to Screamo. I grew up with the indie bands, you know, but I know that it came from punk. There's, right. And then you have no, off
0: branches of that, like oi music, right? Right. Oi is like your traditional skinheads, not your Nazi skins. Right. Yeah. You're we're like going to talk about that yeah, too. You're yeah. like your sharp skins. You're like the guys right. who shave their head, they're blue collar dudes. Worked their fucking asses off. And all they wanted to do was listen to music and drink a beer at the end of the day. Right. right?
1: Yeah, that's, and, and it there so again, like, what does that mean to you for your guys' culture? What did it mean to you guys when you were growing up? And this is, this is the part where it's opinion. So, you know, we're going to have Tommy Skelly on again and let him talk about it. But I want to know, like, you know, what was
0: your personal connection to it? Well, the music spoke to a lot of us, right? Because we are poor. We are angry. Yeah. Right. We've seen the city was falling down. We've seen the, 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 the desolation in parts of, you know, because this city's gone through a lot of transformations, right? For us, it was, you know, I'm, I'm poor and I want to hang out and I want to hang my head with my friends and drink beer and, and, and make this go away. And I want to listen to good music and I want to, you know, have a good time. I want to be able to cut loose and express myself. Uh, and that's kind of what it was. There was a huge scene here. For a really long time. like oh, yeah. High school. Cleveland is like... When I was in high school, there was a, an area where everybody would congregate, right? And any... Any night of the week you could go down to this place and there'd be hundreds and hundreds of kids, right? There were skateboarders, there was punk rockers, there was uh there was uh, skinheads, there was hacky sackers, yeah, the there were sharps the, there, there were the hippie kids. Yeah. I mean, everybody congregated and everybody pretty much, yeah, you had your clicks, but everybody pretty much got along, right? There wasn't this like inner inner click rivalry. You'd be like, Oh, those kids dirty fucking pot smoking hippies, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Or they look, there's the hacky sack kids, because they was all those same 20 hacky sack kids were there playing hacky sack every night of the week right but i mean there was a time when the nazi skins showed up at this area yeah i heard so yeah okay and they started trashing the stores right right and all the punk rockers and all the sharp the the skinheads against racial prejudice and everybody joined forces and ran down the street and beat them off the fucking block that's the way it should be that's and that's the way it should be right they're like fuck you get out of here you nazi fucks right right but i mean and things change. Things go in, in again and ebbs and it flows, right? Because then it disappeared for a while. Okay. And I didn't see it again until I came back. Really? Years later. So,
1: so, uh, we are kind of in a backwards timeline here. So you're, so you're into this punk music shit. You love it. You're going to shows. I know you've listed a billion shows. Dude, you list bands. I'm like, I've never even fucking heard of that band. And I tried to at least keep tabs at least at some point point. And because we're a little bit older, you know, we're not I know we're both not on Spotify every night trying to find the newest punk band. No. That's not happening. No,
0: that's not. So happening. we're
1: kind of set in our ways, you know. So hearing you be able to list off punk bands, I've never even heard of them I'm just like, Jesus, what the fuck were you guys doing? That, like d- that, well, if you, you listen don't...
0: to my Spotify list, right? Yeah. There's a lot I don't. Old... I don't do that. Yeah, so it's Spotify's it's a really weird mix of music, me. right? But yeah. it's all these different things that have influenced me over the years, right? And there's right. a lot of good old school punk bands. There's a lot of good and you play like the,
1: some of the really original punk bands. Yeah,
0: I do. There's some like wild... you like the
1: English punk.
0: There's some <laughs> don't <laughs> dude, you? I like, like, party with some of those guys.
1: You turned me on to uh the Pogues, which has influenced just so much. Oh, like they, you can't even,
0: dude. They that's influenced... just original punk. Th- yeah, they, like they, that's. They, they, But it but it was anti establishment Irish anti establishment. So and that's the part too, like for me growing up as a young kid. You think of punk, but you listen to them and they're not really punk. Who? The pogues. Okay. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Maybe they're but punk punk came from the pogues. Like well, no, punk came from the sex pistols. The sex pistols were around before the pogues. Wait, what? Yeah. Dude, there's pictures of Shane McGowan from the Pogues. Shane McGowan, before the Pogues was even formed, was there's pictures of him standing front stage. Oh, at sex that's Pistol right. Shows.
1: you did show me this. Okay, okay, let me back all the way fucking up then, because see, my punk history is fucked up. I don't know my history, so and it's okay. I said that I don't know. Uh so Sex Pistols influenced Pogues, really?
0: No. Oh, okay. Now I'm now I'm there backwards. So many different great bands that influenced them, but when they came out, Shane see, McGowan sex, and the Pogues sex. wanted to do something that was. A tip of the hat to his traditional Irish roots.
1: Ah, so he blends in and that's where he gets his like heart kind of hardness from is his favorite style, then mixing it with the old school. Okay. Right. Because that that was, that was his tip of the hat,
0: right? Right. To his grandfather, who was an IRA member, right? Right. Like he wanted to honor his roots at the same time, bring Irish music to the forefront of modern music, right? That was his original goal.
1: Yeah. So again, I don't fucking follow this stuff. To me, again, growing up, like you heard about punk shows, but I was like, bro, I'm not trying to get like Hep C today, so I'm just gonna chill at home. Yeah, you but, you
0: see, but you have to understand that kids that went to punk shows mm-hmm. also went and saw, you know, watched uh, was uh, all the metal shows too.
1: Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. So it's really interesting to be. So I never they got to just
0: didn't do just punk shows only. Yeah,
1: probably. I don't know.
0: You just wanted to go to shows, right? I just went to shows. Yeah, yeah I don't you wanted, you, wanted, See, wanted, you, wanted, Dude, you wanted hard, angry music, right? So I've,
1: bro, like I've had other people, any category of this whole trifecta fucking history that we're talking about, like my personal plot in it has been told to me by other people. I didn't know about all this. Like how I dressed was influenced by people I saw on the street, people I shook hands with people that i met and then later on my friends even some friends that i met here that are punk rockers and there's only like two other guys like legit i have two other buddies that besides you guys that are really genuinely into real punk and they were the ones that told me they're like bro you you hung out with this class of people and i was like I don't know what that is. Cause I've never seen that. I have never been to a punk show. I don't have any fucking clue what you're talking about. And so you have this big idea of what punk is and coming out and then coming out here. And I was out here in the early two thousands. There really wasn't a lot. Like I've seen, I've seen the misfits. I've seen American world. I've seen agent orange and even at their shows, bro, there weren't really punk kids there. Like they, I, I mean, there were punk kids but you know what i'm saying you you couldn't see the ones that i would imagine would have been there they weren't really there right so so looking at that it was like okay is american werewolf a real punk band or is it a is it a rockabilly deathcore band or is it a rockabilly psychabilly band or is it they
0: get lumped in with the punk group they're not really i wouldn't say they're really punk
1: Oh, see, so I'm right. So it is, you know, same thing with Agent Orange. Agent Orange feels like every punker that's a real punker knows them. But I look at Agent Orange and I'm like, dude, you look like you're fucking part of Blink-182's
0: group. I mean, but look at Corrosion of Conformity.
1: Never seen them, yeah.
0: Or or some of these other crazy-ass bands that were out there that were hardcore or they were a cross between hardcore and metal and dabbled in the punk or dabbled in the oi kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where oi is more sing-songy.
1: I like oi stuff, apparently. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been researching it a lot lately. So
0: so we go to this. So so here we are. I mean, you like, get bands like the Ducky Boys, right? Bro. Ducky Boys are like <laughs> the Ducky Boys. way more oi than they're I mean, in my opinion, they're way more oi than they are punk, right? So,
1: no, I don't know. That's, <laughs> okay. this is a good answer i like All this right. this is i like this though because again dude you have to understand coming from where i'm from this culture this ideology that that was there way before we were was so big where i'm from you know i don't know what they got going on today but as a child walking around seeing these motherfuckers you can't not look at these motherfuckers as a young kid and be like damn that dude's hard as fuck look at what he's wearing like bro you gotta have some balls just to look like that You're trying to get thumped on over here, you know? And, uh, and I remember thinking about all these bands. So we fast forward, I'm fucking here. We're working with you. We hooked up with you about, you know, whatever, uh, so much time ago. And you've been telling me, you know, hey, I like this shit. I like this shit. And, you know, we, we banter, we joke, you know, but I know I'm from the legacy of that hardcore or all that bullshit's from some sort of punk music. You know, you like, everybody knows that if you're, if you like music at all, you have to have a lineage. Your shit just didn't erupt out of nowhere, right? So he's telling me, so he's telling me about this fucking band. Now tell me, I, I, again, I know you're like, let's keep it limited for the history of that, but you're going through your life, you've got all your little punk homies, and your homies make a band called the, the Brazen, Brazen Rogues. Rogues. Right. So they make a band called the Brazen Rogues. Now you've got a homie who's in the fucking circuit, And then you join the circuit by doing all of their promoting.
0: This is correct.
1: And that is where the great Joe Skelly fits into all this nice little puzzle. So your job was to run around with your homies and try to get them to pop off. Book bands, promote. And this was before Instagram. Oh, yeah. Before Facebook. Oh, yeah. Before anything like that. I mean, what would you say? Like the, the pinnacle star was maybe like an email list when you first fucking drop, like, dude, that was, no, dude, we didn't right. even have that shit. And nobody was doing that. Like nobody you, was doing that. you're not sending a punker kid an email.
0: Fuck. No, you're not. Hey man, do you want to come to our show later? You know? Yeah. You had to hand, he had to hand out flyers. You had to hand out stickers. flyers. Yeah.
1: Old school shit. Old school shit. Old school shit.
0: Right. You had to go around town and put plastered 4,000 flyers. Staple stable with the telephone poles all over town. Um, right everywhere in all the suburbs i mean there were a lot of ways that we would that we would promote the fuck out yeah street teams you had to do street teams which is part of our campaign we do some of that now and we're both we would literally drive around in a car for hours all over the greater area and just plaster flyers everywhere and hand them out to kids
1: Jesus,
0: hours at a time and that worked like weeks before the show
1: right Right.
0: because you couldn't count on the venue to promote you yeah, they would promote you on their little ad, but whatever, but it wasn't, I mean, there was no guarantee you were going to get asses and seats, right? Right. And this is back in the day when you, it was almost pay to play, right? You had to sell tickets.
1: Right. You had to, to, to keep sell the venue so up to, for you.
0: Right. 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 Or we got to a point where it was ticket giveaways, right? You guys have done enough footwork for this venue that we're going to give you a stack of tickets just to give them away to get right. people to come in because they were not making their money at the door. They were making the money on the bar
1: on the bars. Right. That's old school. Definitely. Definitely old school. And uh, so you were playing with that. So how long you guys been fucking around like that? You remember? And again, we'll get all Tommy Skelly side too, but we're going to run through the list for fun. Cause I, mean, I wanted to talk about the show.
0: Oh one Oh two. Oh really? Yeah.
1: That's not bad.
0: No no and they hit it for a really long hard for a really long time and then they took a break and then they came back yeah and then they took a break again now they just did their first show in a while uh, a couple weekends ago
1: right bro the show was phenomenal the show was great
0: brazen rogues played with the tossers yeah which is uh irish punk band kind of yeah
1: yeah. Irish, oy, dude, Irish punk. Here's my thing too. And I loved, I loved listening to the tossers and shit, but I was like, I mean, once the brazen rogues played, I was kind of like, eh, I didn't know what to expect. And, and so it's funny because again, again, seeing punks, fashion punks, never going to a punk show, right? And then knowing all the cliches, like I remember the first time I fucked with you and Tommy Skelly, and I was like, you motherfuckers, your music's all written with three chords. Both of you verbatim were like, oh, it's four chords, guy. You're going to give us the fourth (laughs) one, you motherfucker. Right, Right. four chords. Don't try to to shortchange us. We got four.
0: We got four chords.
1: But both of you at the same, it's four, guy, right? (laughs) So like you knew- you know that joke. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that joke, right? You right. goes, right, your music with like four fucking three. I heard it was three chords. So again, they're trying to dog you guys even more. You know, so, so I hear all these fucking things about these shows, and then we go to this Brazen Rogue show. And I'm like, I, I kind of knew what the Tossers were going to be like, and I was a little bit, I thought maybe the Tossers had more punk music, but I was like, man, this is pretty crazy that you guys are mixing this together. So that right off the rip was interesting to me. I'm like, huh, the Brazen Rogues opening for the tossers are quite two different styles of music. They don't, the tossers don't care, though. They're like, yo, you guys are good to go. You're an awesome band. Put your shit up and let's go fuck with this. Right. That is like part number one that I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Right? So we go to the show. Of course, we're there dressed beautifully as usual. We look good all the time. Joe Skelly had his hair done up. Look real good, you know. <laughs> I think I was, I don't know what I was doing, like wearing a hat or some shit. Either way.
0: You were wearing your newspaper boy hat? Oh,
1: yeah, they, exactly. And that was going to be the next comment. I told the Mega Beast when we were standing there. We walked in, right? I looked around the room. I said, listen, just give it a little bit. You about to see the most motherfuckers with newspaper boy caps and tattoos and mustaches and beards you've ever seen in your fucking life about to be in this place. And sure enough, as it trickled in, bro. All of our peoples came in at one thing, right? And I was sitting there, and I'm like, I expected that. Because, again, what you said earlier, number one, like, well, I said it. We're a little bit older, right? And I'm thinking, you know, punk is punk. Who's doing punk today? I don't know. I didn't know who was doing it back then, and they were super famous. I don't see punkers walking anywhere anymore, right? So who's going to be at this fucking show? Let's see. So we're standing around. The show starts collecting. And you walked by. You're like, hey. Now, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to a show with Joe Skelly, you're not going to get all of Joe Skelly's time, you see.
0: (laughs) Joe Skelly's
1: got to make the rounds. We'll talk about that later. So Joe Skelly pops by. He says, hey, man, you're about to see a weird crowd up in here. We've got some diverse people. (laughs) And he walks away. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Now, of course, mind you, of course, there's people you know coming through that we mutually know. You're like, "Hey, man, our mutual friend has showed up. Should go say hello." I'm like, "Okay, cool, yeah, we're gonna say hello to that guy. Maybe a few guys of those showed up. Shout out to Kenobi came out to the show. Always nice to hang out with our homie. Plus, he's more fucking punk like you guys. You all dirty hide, po- dirty hiding punks everywhere, man. I can't get rid of you. So, we're at the show. It's filling up. Good looking guys are showing up. More punkers. Then I start seeing the straight edge kids and i'm like oh okay like you the brazen rogues has a fan fucking base that is so diverse it's wild that they even brought the straight edge kids bro i ain't seen a straight edge kid in 20 years what did we talk about the last remember mikey edge we talked about this And nobody's seen that boy since he left, and the fucking FBI was probably chasing him. We don't know where the fuck he is. He's eating polar bears on Mars with fucking Dennis Rodman. Right. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Okay? So here's these guys. And we're not talking about a little bit. We're talking about a lot. Mm. We're talking about spirited motherfuckers. Oh. Spirited. Spirited, huh? Yeah, we're going to say that. All right. Right, right? We can smell these spirited motherfuckers. So here we are. The show, it's filling up. I'm like, man, this. And if you notice, Tyler, I don't know, did not leave his spot the entire show.
0: No, you kind of stayed
1: put. Yes, sir, I do that. <laughs> I like to make sure I know which direction the room is turning. So I'm watching the whole room. I'm like, yep, look at all these guys. Now, mind you, just like Joe Skelly said, some older guys showed up, some younger guys showed up, some Viking guys showed up. <laughs> There were some big old mammoth motherfuckers. Oh, there's some big people on that show. I'm like, if we fight, it's Joe Skelly on one leg, me on the other, and we're going to bring you down like a fucking tree set in Ikea. I'm going to toss your shit up. So anyways, moving on. Straight edge kids were there. There's some other kids there that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I think I might know who you're with, but you're not. But maybe you are. I'm not sure. What a diverse show.
0: Super diverse.
1: That's the first thing. Then they start kicking it off. And this is super interesting because, as a music, not buff, but a music industry student, I guess, you know, one of the big things is communication to your crowd, right? Absolutely. The Brazen Rogues ran the entire show.
0: They know how to work a crowd. The whole show. They know how to work
1: a crowd. It's like they knew when to stop, they knew where the pause was. Dude, I'm not going to lie. The guy in the fucking boots and the newsboy cap with the who was the lead guy in the front? I don't know his name. Al. Sure, whatever. Bro, when I saw him outside in the, earlier in the night when we were chilling, I was kind of like, yo, who the fuck are you and why are you dressed like that? You're That's something. This must be a punk show. Dirty fucking punks. <laughs> right? And he goes belting by on the street and I'm like, who the fuck are you, guy? And then we're inside and I'm like, oh, that's who the fuck that guy is. He said, shut the fuck up. You're at my show. So I'm like, okay, that's cool, right? And he put on a great show. Oh, without a doubt. So the punk band with four chords and three, three members. members. How about how about your your boy fucking muscles in the background? One boy's <laughs> yoked like no joke. I'm like, dude, save some protein for the rest of us. Listen, man, I think I lost more muscle than... I, I No, I think you lost more muscle walking in here than I've gained in fucking 10 years. Chill out. Like, fucking huge, bro. Why are you as white as a house, homie? <laughs> He's got his fucking thing on and his shirt. And I'm just like, bro. So they get up there. They're running the crowd. It's fucking tight. That's, so let's talk about that
0: that's years of playing
1: dude that's two bands okay that's fine but here's my thing joe skelly's bands association is two for two for tight motherfuckers because our ramones tribute band the tight wind fucking that's ironic that that that's what they call themselves sure is that a ramones song (laughs) is that a ramones song i'm not even sure whatever dude their fucking punk band is that not has not been together for years as tight as fuck so here's this punk band and here's this punk band the brazen rogues man i mean they put it down Dude, how many times you go to a show, I've been to hundreds of shows where I didn't even know the band, because people are just like, hey man, there's a show tonight. I'm like, whatever, dude, I'm there.
0: Yeah, well, that's what everybody right. did.
1: Right. That's what you're supposed to do.
0: Right. You just None go this... because there's a show. Listen. Because you know what? The great sh- thing about doing that is you might find that learn. guy in the
1: rough. Oh, dude.
0: Listen, first of all. That's how I found that Mexican punk band, Piñata Protest. Pff, pff
1: dude every time you bring that fucking band up i die that that's a real band but i have four of their songs on my playlist by the way so first of all shout out to our homies now who number one don't listen to the show because we know you don't that give us the excuse of well i don't think i'd like that so i'm not coming out tonight listen you soft fucking piece of shit <laughs> forget your ass to the fucking next show we say to go to
0: well, that's pretty, will, that's hard. That's pretty hard, but hey. Bro,
1: I don't want to hear it anymore. All what right. happened to the culture first? Okay, so then, so then, then this is my fucking point, bro. You guys were all knocking punkers, and I've done my day of knocking punkers, and I did when I was younger. I'd be like, you fucking dirty punks. And some rivals grew. But and, listen. But, but listen, so, so we got to get to the point. So the show, here we are, with this band with this diverse crowd running this fucking crowd, putting on this fucking tight show, and it just continues to grow. You guys got a circle pit going. Yes. First of all, dude, I was just at Whitechapel like the other day. They couldn't get a fucking pit going. Or Whitechapel might have, but another band couldn't. Or they can't hold a pit. Dude, I don't remember last time I went to a show. Okay, we'll get on that subject too, because there's a difference in the punk music. Punk is supposed to be about this cross-culture of art of freedom of everything of freedom from the people and the man and all this other shit and i've never ever witnessed that before in my fucking life until we went to this show
0: i'm glad that it, how is
1: that possible
0: i'm not sure but i'm, glad, I'm still I'm glad stunned. that it was that impressive
1: dude bro i've been to billions of shows but the camaraderie of these other shows is not there and here let's talk about the staple so we were going to talk about certain things first of all I got classed with the dickhead side of punk. Like, that's the crew, right? They're like, you're part of this group. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Well, my class and younger generation, we went into fucking hardcore. Hardcore is a little bit ahead of me, but it left us with hardcore, scene core, and all that other bullshit that would have eventually led into Screamo, Metalcore, and all that other junk. Either way, along with the heckling of whatever, you go into a circle pit, and I, and I was laughing about this because they were like, let's get a circle pit going. And I said, watch. And I told the Mega Beast, I said, watch. If you have a circle pit right now, nobody's going to get punched in the face. So they do the the whole circle pit. Everything went fine. We got done. I go, that's the fucking problem with hardcore. We descend from this punk culture that was supposed to do this. But if you go to a hardcore show and do this, you're getting fucking punched in your face. Like there's dudes that just run the gamut and punch women in their face on the front of their shows. Right. But look at that culturally in something where I'm like, hey... My culture of music came from your culture of music, but you guys can do a full circle pit, pick everybody up and everybody's fine. And I just clock some bitch in the fucking face. And now she's over there getting checked out by EMS because her nose is broken. Dude, and this yeah. is okay. By the way, by the way, let's put this out there too. By the way, this is okay. This is
0: okay. Behavior. And hardcore shows. Yes, sir. Right.
1: And that's true, dude. But and, Listen,
0: and, here's the thing. Every punk show I ever went to, there would be a pit, whatever, right? If somebody fell down, everybody would pick him up.
1: Oh yeah. No, we don't do that.
0: Right. They would pick him up. There's no. nobody getting stomped to death on the floor.
1: Oh, we stomp people. Right? right.
0: Look, I've been... That is so crazy, dude. But for me, part of the experience of going to punk shows, right, was going to the venues, right? Okay. Because some of these venues would look like abandoned houses, right? Somewhere <laughs> where they'd be abandoned storefronts. Yes, that is definitely Where Or they'd be these shitty fucking punk rock clubs that are all painted black, covered in stickers and spray paint. You know, you the worst, shittiest bathroom you'd ever been in your life. But that's... You went to that that show for the experience and to see these wild bands that you had heard about.
1: And, and that's kind of my point because again, I've been to a billion shows. Okay. I've the most of the shows that I've been to have been about, you know, the sh- types of shows where dudes are punching women in the fucking face. And to me,
0: there's no camaraderie. There's my, no, point. there's none. No, we half of the reason that most of those kids and ended then that up, shit would descend into different factions and different groups. And, and that's that exactly
1: what I was about to say. That is the fucking problem. But when that's you not, come,
0: that's not what happened in Oa shows. That's not what happens. No, in punk shows. I didn't see that at all. And this is the best part
1: too. I'm not trying to out nobody, but I'm pretty sure somebody. Okay, that, that this is what I heard from the show. Somebody was like, the the homie on stage was like, yeah, man, we want to thank our homie who just came back from Florida. He just got out of jail. This song's for him. And he starts singing this fucking song about being oppressed and then homeboys on the stage singing with him, bro. You're not seeing that at no hardcore show. If you jump up there, 10 dudes are going to body slam you and drop you everywhere. Security's going to throw your ass off the show. Like it is a fucking different show.
0: Oh, it's totally a different show.
1: Here's another one too. You were joking in the beginning. You were like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell them that they still suck because of this. And you had a reason, right? And I was like, yeah, that must be, it must be your fault that hecklers exist. I remember the first fucking scene show that I went to, we were standing there and those guys started screaming, fuck you fucking pieces of shit, go home. And I'm just like, dude, I paid for my ticket. Did you pay for <laughs> yours? Because I'm not, y'all trying to make the band leave and I'm not, they're going to leave homie. Like you're going to piss them off and they're going to quit. And we just wasted
0: 30 bucks. No, listen, when, the, when, when I sur- first started rapping, the brazen rogues, right, we're trying to make our way. We also tried to raise up all the other local bands, right? The young teenager bands, right? They're still in high school and they're trying to make their way. We'd book them. And you're pre- trying to help
1: them. We would right. book
0: them on shows, right? Because right. like some of them were really fucking good, right? So we'd try to book them to play with us, right? We, I, Dude, I used to do an annual show uh, called Punk in the Gutter, right? Yeah. And it'd be like eight bands, right? But they And then the, we, we'd we set them up in a way where the, you get the ebbs and the flows in music, right? So it's not the same sound again and again and again and again. Like, there's an art to this, right? Right. We've played with international acts. We've played with national acts. Uh, dude, one time we played with a band called uh, Red Alert out of England, an old school, like, 70s 80s punk band from england right nice. these guys all showed up and they're like oh let's go to the bar and get pissed before the show till we ended up drinking those guys under the table and then we had to haul the rest of the fucking venue and nice. like prop them up on stage to fucking play the show right
1: that's awesome like we used
0: to do wild shit we used to go to there was a great band out of pittsburgh called tommy gutless that would do a hell of a show dude there's the pie tasters that would come up out of uh, uh, i think georgia dude they were incredible bands um I and still I'm, don't do it. I haven't even mentioned all the bands, right? Like, right. We, we, we were featured on an, um, called like the Backstreets of Oi. Uh, yeah. we made that compilation like two or three times. Um, like we, we did a lot of shit in the short time that we were around, but that's because we made a name. The right? thing that, the
1: thing that bothered me was played in is, Philly is, is here. I am, you know, again, studying, studying cultures and people is one of my favorite things. And here we are. I saw a little bit, met because again some of the punks that i ran with they were scumbags dudes would sell you down the river for five. Oh years. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: and you're and, always going to have that
1: in every group that you, right you associate with but being a young man with the small ratio of interaction i had that got built up into the, this must be the majority of these motherfuckers.
0: Well, But listen, even with that, you, you knew who the scumbags were, and they would come to the show, and they'd support the show, but you wouldn't trust them with your fucking wallet. Right. right? Don't want <laughs> them hold your jacket or nothing. <laughs> right.
1: Right, right, right. Right, because well, and-
0: you just knew they were dirt dirtbags, right? But then, the, the, like I was trying to tell you, at one point in time in the local area, the Crust Punk showed up.
1: Yeah, oh, dude, I don't like those ones.
0: The crust punks, they're they, smelly. Yeah, because right, they're, they're the, the they were the yeah. pre, they were the train hoppers before the train. hoppers. Train
1: hoppers were train hoppers, right, right, right,
0: right. And yeah, and these were the kids. They would literally squat. They wouldn't shower. We call them gutter punks. Gutter punks, right? right. Gutter punks. But yep. you had gutter punks, and then you had crust punks. Oh, cross punks or were, are grosser. Were, were even grosser than gutter punks, right? No. Oh yeah.
1: That's where I, that's where punk lost me. When we hit high school before I got here, my best friend growing up, one of them. He had become, he had gone from being a metalhead to being a gutter punk. He just stopped bathing one day. Then he didn't want to play any music except for this fucking three-quartered fucking songs. And I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? You got broken.
0: Right. And I, look, and I'm not saying that all punks don't shower all the time or whatnot. Some do, whatever, right? Not all, I That's mean, in every culture though. Right. But I mean, but again, a lot of this stems from the fact that these fucking gutter punks are these kids, they were squatters.
1: They were street street street. kids, right. They were street kids. and And so here's my thing. Again, back to the show. So we're in this show. We've got this big, diverse crowd. And I mean, we're talking all the way, up and down, diverse crowd. So I was like, that's pretty impressive, right? The band is out there conversing with everybody. That's another point that for me was very big because I'm like, dude, I don't care if you're small or local or big or whatever. If you're hiding in the back, you're hiding in the back. It, it's not that hard to come out and shake a hand. Right. Because we have, and I get it. You're like, well, if tech nines, he can't shake 65,000. Okay, fine. Let's not talk about tech nine. Let's talk about the dudes that are doing in shops, in uh, jobs in shops that we're talking about, which are hole in the wall fucking places. Their, their green room is a fucking, uh, what a sitting room. Maybe right. has a fucking mirror in it. Maybe right, right. It's covered in stickers, covered in writing, covered in dick drawings. That's their green room. Okay, if that's your green room, I've been
0: in plenty of those.
1: Right, if that's your green
0: room, we played plenty of shows <laughs> where they paid us in drinks. Right, right. and, and <laughs> we can't afford to pay you, but we'll right. you drink for free all night.
1: So then, what should you be doing as a fucking member? You should be out there shaking hands. Oh,
0: hands down. Without
1: it, and that's that's like I
0: mean, at one point in time, we were sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon before Paps Blue Ribbon blew up on the scene.
1: And we're right? hip, oh, your hipsters here love it.
0: Oh, but I, I mean, yeah. and, and, and realistically, what happened is we used to play this club, right? And uh, we all drank Pabst Blue Ribbon because that's what our grandpas drank, right? Right. And then the bar next door would serve Pabst Blue Ribbon. We would leave the venue, go to the bar next door and drink, and then come back to the show. Right. And finally, the owner was like talking to the state rep for Pabst, and, and the, the state rep for Pabst showed up at our show. And he goes, I had to meet the fucking band that refuses to hang out in the venue they're playing in because they don't carry Pabst Blue Ribbon right and wow. then all of a sudden that venue started carrying paps blue ribbon
1: right that's amazing next
0: thing i know paps is making uh banners for us uh they were making and initially they started making a shirt that so they had the band logo on the front and then paps blue ribbon on the back and then they got to a point where they were just giving us stacks and stacks of merchandise with our shit on it to give away jesus can we get some of that still who's got that yeah uh, i'm gonna out there. collectors it's out there
1: you know tyler i don't know is about collecting if you've got a brazen rogue vintage i want it you motherfuckers and i didn't know they had shirts the other night so i didn't get one so i'm gonna deal with that i might i might pull something on that so right was, right right it is what it is you know right. what i'm saying i was uh stuck
0: dude we we sold everything under the sun right we sold soap we sold uh, thongs with that Soap. band's name on the front of the <laughs> thong. Soap. How ironic. How ironic. Right? How ironic. How ironic. Mm-hmm. Sold baby doll t-shirts. We oh, sold yeah. t-shirts. We sold soccer jerseys. Like, oh, I'll that take said, it all. It said hooligan on the back. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, we had the greatest merchandise anywhere. There's right. thousands and thousands and thousands of this merchandise floating around out there somewhere, right? We got to find and, it. And one day I was with one of the band members in a thrift store and we're going through the t-shirt rack. And we found one of the band's t-shirts at the thrift store. And I looked at the dude. I'm like, you fucking made it. Right. He's like, what? I'm like, you fucking made it, dude. If your shirt is in the fucking thrift store, you fucking made it.
1: It means it was good enough to pass on, not bad enough to throw away in the trash.
0: Right. And that's what matters. That's what matters. They said, I don't need it today, but somebody else does. Dude, we used to go down to Columbus and there was a bar we'd play down in Columbus and it would be standing room only like the fucking fire marshal would damn near show up to fucking shut down the show because there would be so many people asshole to belly button jammed up in that fucking club like we we did some amazing shows and played in some amazing venues and we all dude i remember we also played at a fucking flea market one time when that's we first um, started playing, it. that's pretty Because punk. guess what, you play where the fuck you can play, right? It
1: seems like the punk culture would be of the worse it is, the better, more punk it is, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. always seemed like your theme.
0: That's and, and look, yeah. and, and it's kind of how you get your rep, right? Okay, these fucking guys play anywhere, right? They don't play anything, right? And and and, and it was really weird because it was hard to get people to come to our shows locally, right? Yeah. And we started building up a fo- uh, following. It wasn't until we started playing out, out of state, out of city, and played other places. That all of a sudden our rep blew up. Oh yeah. And then well, you come back ever, home and everybody's like, oh my God, you guys played fucking Philadelphia. You guys played here. You right. guys played here. You guys nobody played. Nobody gives here. a fuck
1: about you until you leave home, bro. Right. That's how it always is.
0: Right. And then we came back and then we, we met up with some other great local bands. And then we would do shows together. We'd do rotations of shows with them. Right. Right. And they would just and then all of a sudden you start getting cross-pollination from those bands that would normally wouldn't see you, but they're like, dude, these guys are fucking tight, dude. Like, we played a Battle of the Bands one time, right? Uh, And, uh, dude, the rapper kid's parents were like, you guys are fucking awesome. We want t-shirts. We want, they they were buying up all our merchandise. And they took that shit back to the hood with them. That's funny. Right? Because
1: they were like, holy fuck, you guys were awesome, right? Dude, the, the music was great. I am a fan of the band. You showed me the music before. And I'm okay. Like, I can listen to anything. You know, but it, something's not, it's not going to make me a fan. Right. And I'm not going to lie to your face. I'm not going to yell, lie to Tommy Skelly's face and be like, Hey man, your band is so good. Yeah, I want to hang out with you guys, you know? Right. But you go to the fucking show, you see the show they ran, you see the camaraderie, you see the fans they brought out. Dude, some of those dudes up there, I'm like, you know, these motherfuckers have probably been here since day one. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And even, and here's the best part.
0: And, 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 I and, honestly, and to be frank with you, that wasn't even all of the fan base.
1: Oh, I don't doubt that.
0: That was like a tenth of the fan Yeah, base. I
1: don't doubt that at all. Especially now that I see the kind of loyalty that they draw in general. You know what I mean? The kind of shit that they got going on. It, it, it's just, you know, you and I have been so fucking busy this year. And I know you were hyping your boys up to begin with. But again, how do you sell punk to a fucking scene fucking hardcore kid you don't you, it doesn't you're like i got this punk band i'm like yeah i don't care guy punk was cool 20 years before i hit the scene bro we don't care we stole your fucking style i've got the boots i've got the clean pants i've got the t-shirt i don't need your fucking music because this music's more violent and it's louder and it's angrier but the but that's not really what punk is to me has ever been about dude if you i googled it earlier today and it was literally like Punk's supposed to be about the camaraderie. It's supposed to be a bunch of subcultures. Y'all motherfuckers got to be mixed up. And that was a mixed up show. Now let's talk about it even more. So I was sitting there and one of your band members, I'm not going to mention who. I'm going to keep his name clean the way he keeps our city clean. <laughs> I was walking by with the mega beast and I hear, ah, look at this fucking piece of shit. Metalhead kid, blah, blah, blah. And I look over and there's a crowd of them. And there he is sitting in between him with his red bandana and his fucking punk jacket on. And I looked over and I just went like this. I said, smells like dirty punks out here. I better go back in. And I fucking left, bro. But to have this dirty Cleveland punk just sitting there fucking staring. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. You guys are the real deal punkers. Bro, I love it. Hey, listen. So where did the punk's not dead thing come from?
0: Well, because, you know, like I said, is that from what it like comes in ebbs and flows? Right. And it like, is that where that
1: slogan comes from it, though? Or yeah, is that it, coined by a band or something? Uh, or is you know, that, I mean,
0: that's been an old thing, right? Because it hit the scene and then it disappeared. Right.
1: The and punk's not dead thing. Yeah. And
0: then what happens is you stu- you're always going to have your hardcore people that listen to punk no matter what, right? Right. Even though it's not on the forefront of the music scene at that point in time, doesn't mean it's gone. And that's why right. th- that's where that originated from. It's not fucking dead. You just, we're just don't not see at us. The front. We're just not at the forefront. Right. And then all of a sudden a band will pop out and everybody's like, oh man, this punk, you know. But then you get like skater punk right? Like blank.
1: So, okay, let's go into subcultures. But first I got, I got to tell this stupid story. So for the five minutes I was hanging out with some of the cutest punk girls that I knew back in orange County, that was the thing, right? Like we didn't understand it. We couldn't, at least me, this is me. I was like, we couldn't, I can't understand this. I can't find it. You know, you girls are fine as hell. I'm going to chill with you for a while till I find some, you know, whatever. But that was our thing. These girls and I, we'd walk around cutting that into everything, bro. i There's probably a hundred thousand little things that somewhere where it's just says punk's not dead onto it. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I hope this means that eventually they're going to be bigger again. And that's what I thought of as a kid when I would walk around with a little pocket knife, putting that on shit with these girls because, and we were all, they were all descendants of older siblings. So for them, it was, I'm carrying the torch of my older.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, you have to understand, at least here locally, we had to fight fucking hard to bring it back yeah right because it was all metal oh no i believe you. it was all metal yeah no or when, it was
1: hardcore when i landed here you guys were all about the hardcore if you said if you listened to anything else people were like who the fuck are you right yeah no they so didn't we had care. to fight
0: hard to bring that back
1: oh, right? and, and, and hardcore it, still beat you out too huh
0: well no, it, it's not that they didn't beat us out again it goes in ebbs and flows and it's just fucking weird it'll be hot on the scene for a couple of years and then it fades out because there are no more new up-and-coming bands Right. You know?
1: Which is weird.
0: What do you backfill with if there's no new talent coming up?
1: That's a good question.
0: That's a great question. You know, and that's part of why we tried so hard to help raise up these young bands, these young local acts.
1: Yeah, and I mean, again, again, and that's what I'm trying to express, I guess. I hope that people understand that for me. I'm trying to express that what I viewed versus what was told to me that that culture was supposed to be, I've never seen until I was fucking here the other night. That's my fucking point. And, and any, you know, I mean, in, in, for in, my in shows, like there's again, there's no camaraderie at a fucking scene show. You're down there, you're beating someone's ass. It's a bunch of angry little 19 year old white boys, and they're just slapping each other silly, you know, and that's to me, that's the whole show. Right, and I really believe that
0: because you, you got to understand that when I was, it, the, we were listening to Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pyros, and we were listening to all those in between. You know,
1: are those punk bands too?
0: No, they're not. Oh, okay, they're, that's they're, what I was wondering. I'm weird weird like, I didn't know that those. Off of like post industrial. I can't uh, handle that stuff. Yeah, you know, that's not me. But you listen to punkers; they listen to The Cure.
1: Oh, right? I love The Cure.
0: Right, and they oh. listen to all those bands because those bands were also influences
1: remind me later to tell you about the cure. Cause we got to go to the show. All right. Yeah.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's just, there was so much influence that went into a lot of the stuff they did and what you had to settle on is what's your vibe going to be, right? That That's what they I would don't say know. today. Your vibe. I don't right? know. I. I what's I, your I, sound? I'm blown right? away. And, and you have to understand that the, the, the sound has been generally the same, but it changes too, right? Over time. Yeah. You know? And then as you, as you get tired, I mean, cause I can remember one of the first reviews written about one of our first shows, right? Or our, yeah, first, what'd they our say? first albums. And it was like, it's it said something along the lines, these guys are so punk that it's like, and gravelly, it's like watching cavemen drag themselves across the ground. It said something crazy along those right. lines. I still have it saved somewhere. Right? Again,
1: back to the, the worse you are, the better we love you. Right. Type of deal. Right. You know, look at Sid, he couldn't even play the bass. Right. My guy just slapped it.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and so, it, but, some of the things that helped promote us was the sticker campaigns, right? Right. We give out stickers to every skateboarder, every punk rocker, every blue collar dude we saw and be like, here's a free sticker, right? Because everybody loves stickers. Next thing I know, there's stickers all over the fucking city. You go to a McDonald's drive-thru, there's one slapped on the on the on the on the ordering speaker box, right? Right. So everybody that pulled up to fucking order food, they saw that sticker, right? Right. Or one of the the coup d'etat, if you will, was Uh, One day there was uh, an article on the front page of the the newspaper, right, with a giant picture of the local beach and had a sign right in the middle of the beach that said don't swim in the water, Uh, pollution levels are too high. And right in the middle of the fucking sign was one of our stickers on the front page of the fucking newspaper. You can't get better PR than that. And plain as day, you could see the sticker with the band's name on that sign right. on the front page of the paper.
1: Jesus. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm a huge fan though. The number one thing for a live show should be what, how good the live show is. Oh yeah. So if your live show is on point, Oh yeah. As Tekkenina has constantly told everybody, if you have a good live show, the word of mouth will bring everybody back. And I have no, where did these guys advertise for that show? Probably nowhere. You know, where where did they tell people? No one. It was word of mouth. It was people calling people saying, Look, these guys are back. It's time to go outside. Yep. And people showed up. Uh uh, something that was brought up by the Mega Beast was she basically was like, Look, dude, did you notice how many fucking people left after the Brazen Rogues played? <laughs> left. Just dipped. I left. I left right. three songs into the tossers. They played my favorite song by them, and I was like, up oh, later, guys gotta go yeah i'm here my my homie played that was a great show that's cool but you guys aren't topping them honestly they're they're speakers and this is nothing against the tossers i'm sure they're amazing but their sound was a little bit higher than the rogues and it kind of blew the place out a little bit you know what i mean so it's kind of it's kind of whatever you know right joe skelly's like no i don't care he's like it was loud (laughs) and good and fun and all (laughs) these things okay so next question let's see so one time you told me that you got to meet your favorite band smash mouth how was that what huh i never said that you sure
0: i'm pretty fucking you're smash sure. mouth guy i never, guy? Si- I you, never said you, that. you were
1: singing walking on the sun the other day when you came into the studio <laughs> and that's not wasn't you
0: no that oh, wasn't me that must have shit, been somebody else shit.
1: was it green day is that your favorite band <laughs> no. you're a dookie fan <laughs> dookie a dookie fan right so let me okay so let's throw some of these out here we already talked about them you dead kennedys fan
0: yeah
1: really yep i don't understand them they got cool logos though Yes. Super famous logo. Everywhere you go, see right. dead Kennedys. Uh, GBH. That was the band. Yes. That we were. Okay. So that's it. That's that one we were talking about right. earlier.
0: I thought you were talking trying to talk about CBGBs.
1: No, I'm still confused right, right. because I still don't know what GBH is. It's a band. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't understand it. The Clash. Yes. But they're and they're not a punk band though. But they but they're, they created they're, punk. They're or,
0: classified with punk, but the, I mean it's the, their roots are in reggae
1: because oh yeah and i'm sure that goes to the music side because of their the way they strum and the way they play and all that other shit right. okay i mean their, their roots okay. are in reggae okay.
0: but i mean i mean they're also in, in uh more along the lines of oh my brain's failing me right now um go on right, i'll think of it
1: yeah so the addicts
0: yes fuck yeah
1: black flag yep obviously agent orange yep okay uh sex pistols yep so you are a fan of sex pistols like their actual music Yeah, we're gonna figure this out. I I don't remember last time I haven't heard a Sex Pistols song in like 25 years. So we're gonna, I'm gonna figure that out later and uh, find that out. If you guys, then this is based on your opinions. We're asked Tommy Skelly
0: too. If you could, and it's not all the Sex Pistols stuff. No,
1: of course not. Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, nobody does that anymore. I Um, mean, and
0: they, but you got to remember after the Sex Pistols, Johnny Rotten started his own fucking band called P.I.L. Right?
1: Right. No, I didn't know that. Of course, I didn't know that. Um, (laughs) So if you personally. Could work with one band that, you know, you'd be there doing your job as the Brazen Rogues promoter and blah, blah, blah. With one band that you want to work with, that you want to see Brazen play with. Who who would it be? Just out of curiosity. And we're going to ask you this again later, too. So, you know. you we've, sp- we've played with them all. Oh, my guy went deep. You heard it for fucking here right now. Listen, I don't like punk music that much. I like chanty stuff, though. Does that count? Yes. I don't, I don't know if that counts. But anyways, moving on. The brazen rogues put on a show. I am a fan of shows. They got everything at that show.
0: I can't wait. They ticked all the boxes.
1: I can't. I'm so fucking pissed that I didn't walk 20 feet to get a shirt because I was like, man, the tossers have shirts, right? No. And then I was like, do the brazen rogues have shirts? I'm like, probably not. And I was just standing there and I kind of saw people go that way and come back but there were so many other band punctures there that I didn't notice enough of the actual ones that we were seeing where I was convinced that they were selling them. So I fucked myself.
0: Yep. That happens all the time. That these things will happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. That's part of it. So let me think if there's any other fucking thing. Oh, here's one. Fugazi? Fugazi? Is that a real punk
0: band? <laughs> that, that, that was a <laughs> tell me so, what
1: that is. Explain it to me.
0: Fugazi is a band. From
1: your terms of whatever it is.
0: Yeah, they were around. They they did a lot of shows. Uh they kind of fit in that genre. Uh but they they, they also fall into a couple of other genres, right?
1: What other genres do they fall into?
0: Well, have you done any research on the fuga- on Fugazi? No, but I'm
1: All gonna right. tell you a Fugazi story though.
0: Okay, what's the Fugazi story?
1: I had a dog named Fugazi. Who was named after that band uh,
0: and you don't even know who the band is but you named the dog after no nah,
1: bro he was obviously attached to a woman okay yeah yeah right. yeah. but i had that dog and i didn't know that was punk right or is it punk
0: it, it falls it, it's it's on the outside edges of that yeah
1: have you seen them before i have
0: not seen them live
1: oh okay right are they a good band
0: they put on a show
1: okay okay well listen we've gone long it's 3090 seconds of everything you love and everything you don't. The Brazen Rogues are phenomenal. Check them out. Uh, I'm a huge fan. It's my first punk fan favorite ever. And I'm not count Listen, I'm not counting Agent Orange and Werewolf and Misfits. First of all, I don't count Misfits at all because they're not even punk. They're mainstream. Just get over that. Every it's mainstream music. That's not how they started. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't there right, for that. Right, right, right I, right. I am a student of the mainstream, so I can't sit here and be like, yeah, it's my favorite punk. Bro, it's not right. it's mainstream. That skull's famous, okay? So there's that. Okay. The brazen rook. DRI. The, sh- the show, bro. The show. The
0: fucking show. Amazing show.
1: And you know what? We're not even gonna talk about Joe Skelly's rep. Should we talk about that?
0: <laughs> Should we talk about Joe Skelly's rep? This is This This is is going, I don't care. It'll go forever. All right. This is, this is your, this is. Let's talk about how
1: Joe Skelly knows every person walking around that show. (laughs) That's from years of hard work. All of them. We're talking age from the one that just came up for the show with their parents all the way to the top, bro. I think the little kids were waving to you. Everybody's waving to you guys. The funniest shit I've ever seen. Back to those two guys at Disneyland. Those are the last people that I remember being in a place with other than you. And dirty punker Tommy Skelly. Where the whole room was like, hey guys, haven't seen you in a few weeks. Where have you been? (laughs) All right. Well, one more and then we're going to go. Because I just, I don't know what to say anymore. Were you mad that they passed you up? for the role in SLC punk and went with what's his fucking face. And do you think it's because you are a genetic lottery winner and they just needed somebody less handsome? <laughs> is that, is that what happened with that role? What, what happened here? You and Tommy, I wasn't even, we approached. know Tommy Scott. I wasn't even. Approached. Oh hell no. Exact. There it is. So we're saying, we're saying truth on that.
0: I wasn't even approached.
1: So this is one of those things where to make it look more fucking punk, they went with the worst looking guy. That's possible.
0: It's very possible.
1: 3097 seconds. The truth is out there.